Why do you even watch this show, people? <laughs> Here, there's your bumper. Very we're getting, few, we're very few it. do. So. That's totally going to be kept in. It's going to be your bumper. It's going to be one of your advertisements. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, buddy. So uh, one of the things I was excited about talking to you about, which is why when I came up to you, uh, I was a little nervous in seeing if you would be open to uh, the podcast. But uh, Clerks has always been such a deeply personal uh, story. Um, we've talked to Ming about it. We've, uh, you know, we've gone on in links about how great Clerks is. Uh, Dante happens to be one of my favorite characters. Uh, he was very much a uh, a jaded personality. He just he wasn't happy with where he was, and he feels like it's just a bunch of wasted potential. Um, Tell me more about my character that I played. <laughs> I did not I did that know this. Yeah. Um, what I was wanting to know was. Uh, was it challenging coming back to Clerks 3 after so long from Clerks 2? Um, yes and no. I mean, me and Jeff and Jay were here at a con. We, we saw each other a lot in the past couple of years doing conventions in general. So the, the chemistry camaraderie that we always, you know, kind of have on screen, we kind of get in real life by just hanging out with each other. Um, we've also done these characters have popped up in various other films besides the actual Clerks films, you know, sure. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, Reboot, you know, all the other films. So um, getting back on that bike, so to speak, is quite easy. Now, the material that was written for Clerks 3 was a lot more different than your usual Clerks 1, Clerks 2 comedy fair. Right. So doing that was definitely heavier lifting. But uh, uh, you know what? If anything, it's one of the, the best written scripts for Kevin as a part of really giving this depth of character for these characters. So we're now in our 50s. And so having that perspective, as opposed to when we were in our early 20s from the first Clerks, and seeing the arc of these characters and their storylines and their relationships it, it touches a lot of the people who are our fans from the 1994 release till now so did it feel different to i guess for for everyone that knows clerks they know there was the alternate ending at the yeah. end of the first one yep. um did it feel different or just earned with the ending of clerks three kind of being different um, well, yeah, the, the ending, the, the ending of these characters, their final arc in these characters, I felt was really, uh, strong and, and it made the people who traveled with us all these decades, uh, feel something, feel sure. something besides, ha ha ha, they made me laugh. I'm going to, that's awesome. Let's, let's turn off the channel and now watch something else. Now we, I've had a lot of people come up to us, both me and Jeff saying like, wow, you guys really put a lot into this. I thought this was just a comedy. But it was more than that. And that's what life is. It's more than just the moments of having fun with your friends. You'll go to weddings, but then eventually you go to funerals. Or you'll go to the, visit them in hospitals or birth sure. of their children. So this was a good way to, to add more depth. And I think um, for those who are expecting one thing but got another, it's, a, it's a, I think, a nice surprise. And it's also a maturity of Kevin as a filmmaker and a writer himself. You know, this is the story he wants to tell now. He went through his own medical issues just not that long ago. So sure. this is what was on his mind. We've had an opportunity to talk to Ming Chen twice, and one of the things that he said that I totally agree with is that Kevin writes in a way that is very unique mm. uh, storytelling and character development. When you got the scripts for the original Clerks, are you thinking, wow, this is, this is a very relatable character, this is really well written, or are you thinking... What the fuck did I get myself into? What, what was going through your mind when you got that script? Well, for the most part, all of us, it was our first film. Sure. Uh, making a film. It was my first film. Marilyn Gigliotti plays Veronica's first film. First time Jeff ever really acting. Um, 
So when I first got that, you know, you gravitate first towards the outrageous comedy aspect of it, the the events that happen, the, yeah. you know, the guy dying in the bathroom and the reason behind it, you know, uh, stealing papers when you don't when you run out of paper, the, the customers who come in, can, what do you mean I got to drink this coffee hot? You don't you don't have ice, you know, that type of stuff kind of was interesting and fun, especially since there was everything was in the day of the life. It was the one day of these characters in a convenience store for 90% of the movie, uh, yet it was incredibly compelling and funny to, to watch. Uh, so I remember when I first got the script, I was living with a bunch of other friends on, off campus of uh, Rutgers University in New Brunswick, New Jersey, and the NBA finals were going on, or the playoffs, or whatever, and the, this is the Patrick Ewing era of New York Knicks, <laughs> yep. and they were down watching it in the living room, the TV, and I'm in my room reading the script and finding really funny moments and running down to them going, oh my God, guys, so wait a minute, so watch, watch, let me tell you this scene, and like, shut up, man, Ewing's at the, the free throw line, I'm like, oh, come on, you know he's going to miss, anyway, let me tell you this joke about snowballing, you know, because I'd never heard about that, you know. So it's that type of thing where I thought it was it was clever, outrageous, and at the same time, uh, very simple in its storytelling. Uh, so I was very anxious, you know, very eager to be a part of this. And the fact that when I auditioned, I was thought I was just auditioning as an extra, not knowing that they, because uh, I was told that the, the main cast was already cast. But uh, he found my audition compelling enough to switch out his friend from myself in the role of Dante, and here we are today. So um, from that on, we became friends and was able to work with him in Mallrats, not far from this very convention center up in Minnetonka, Minnesota, for the Eden Prairie Mall for Mallrats, and then Chasing Amy and Dogma and the rest is, you know, history. And so it's been a lot of fun being on this ride in this universe, so to speak, the Viewisk universe. So, uh, yeah, I loved it when I first read the script, and I'm glad that we were able to carry it through, through Clerks 2, which is another great, outrageous script. Clerks 3 now with a very touching script. And hopefully we can get back to Clerks in an animated form because let's be real, people. Look at me. Do I look like I'm going to last this? <laughs> Do I look like I'm going to be this handsome forever? No. We, we, we're realists. Uh, but we can, be anima- we can be in animation forever, just like the Simpsons cast are on yeah. their like, 40th year or whatever it is these days. And yeah. some of those guys look like they just got out of a tomb. I'm kidding. The- I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. The last question I had was... We do a lot of these re- reunions mm. and, and things like that with, with casts of movies, but you guys seem to be genuine friends yeah. ever since, you know, 94. Uh, what's it like to come here to Twin Cities Con and get to hang out with, with all your friends? It was amazing. Uh, just last night, I went to a hockey game. My, my favorite hockey team, the New York Rangers, were in town last night, and they were playing the Minnesota Wild. And uh, so I took Jeff, and I took our, our agent and our sub rep to go to the game, and we had a blast. We had a great time, even though the Rangers lost in a shootout uh in the end it was a blast and so we'll go to dinner we hang out we'll have good laughs kevin was here yesterday and we were catching up on things with him uh we get to see each other at these cons usually about once a month at minimum uh so it's a lot of fun getting together and we'll catch up with how's you know how's the wife how's the kids how's the pets that kind of a thing and we'll stay in touch with each other that way so you know all of us are going to be on a cruise come february we're we're doing a if you go to cruiseaskew.com yeah there's a whole giant norwegian cruise line ship leaving from miami to nassau bahamas for four days all of us nut jobs are going to be locked up aboard a ship (laughs) If there was any time to have GoPros like taped everywhere, especially to like the back of the head of Jay Muse or something, you're going to see an interesting time. And so if you want to come and see how we are in real life, like, you know, that's the way to do it. It's like the real world clerks version. So we actually have uh, a friend who went to that same game, except 
he was a Wilds fan. No, yeah, he had a good night. <laughs> yeah, a I lost night. a bet. I made a bet with a guy that whoever won, they'd wear the jersey. I see I, that. It looks I good got, on you. I got. I know. Everybody keeps telling me that. I got to my table. It was folded up nicely with the with a post-it note that said "haha." <laughs> <laughs> and as a man of my word, I'm putting the jersey on. I wore it all day today in people's photos. Obviously, the photos over here as well. So it was uh, it was a lot of fun. That's awesome, <laughs> Brian. Thank you so much for your no, time. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you guys it. for having thank us. So hey much. guys, thank you so much. And you're watching the best ice cream sundae ever. Tell us who you are and what you do. Hi, my name is Val. I own Wild Riders Leather and Wood, and I provide um, design services and also create um, kind of a steampunk, uh, gothic, fair, uh, high fantasy, any kind of thing out of leather, wood, acrylic, anything nice. else I can think of. So, How did you get started with leather work, woodwork, the acrylic? Okay. Have you always been an artist, or is this something yeah. new for you, or...? Well, I started 10 years ago with leather. Okay. Um, that was more of my other passion, which is horses. Okay. So I started out. Makes sense. Yep. I started out trying to make my own tack because I got tired of buying tack and it was real plasticky. The leather wasn't very good quality. So I started into that. And then um, probably about seven years into it, uh, my father and I invested into a large format laser. Nice. Yes. So that was a fun experience because it takes up my entire room my old oh, room wow. <laughs> down the house and yeah we live on a farm and uh so that was fun getting it in there i rode a horse for the first time on vacation like last Did month you? so I'm, I'm a real cowboy now and yes, uh, it's, it's the only thing i care about at this point i'm gonna uproot my life and uh ranch buffalo it's gonna be sick nice so, yeah hey that's all i want to do with my life he only did that because he wanted to play uh, Red Dead again. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I, felt, I felt super cool. <laughs> right. So My a lot of the... name was Chief. He was a, he was a real dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of the designs that you have done uh, by hand, how much time would that usually take you, uh, especially like with all the detail that you have to do with that? Well, uh, like how I used to do it or how I do it now with the laser? How you used to do it. Okay. Uh, I would have a variety of edges with the wood burner. And I would have probably about two or three wood burners going at once. And so that way I wouldn't have to wait and warm everything up and switch. Gotcha. Yeah. So I tried to make it as streamlined as possible. But something with that kind of detail that I provide now would probably take me a few hours at least. And that's what I was going to ask is kind of yeah. how your tools and your processes evolved over time. Obviously, we've had different equipment and we've upgraded that equipment and we've got cameras and that sort of thing. So the show has evolved over the years or over the months, I should say. We've only been doing this for about a year and a half. How has things evolved for you and, and what are the different tools that you've used over time and what were maybe some of your favorites? Well, I, I would say everything was by hand, at least with the leather. Absolutely. Um, I inherited a hundred year old saddle stitcher. So oh, it's, wow. Uh, I know, right? It's, it was excellent to find that at a um, family farm. So, I mean, I started total red dead from the beginning that's awesome right? hell yeah so slowly but surely i went from punching holes by hand to using tools um and then uh, we graduated to the leather and i learned how to do that i have a background in multimedia web design so it was nice to figure out okay i can lay this all out yeah yeah, yeah of course all the way down to the punching and the engraving and i still do uh the finishing by hand like staining and i hand sew a lot of my sure. work so Sure. So learning the the newer tools, the lasers, things like that, was that a, a big learning curve for you or did Absolutely. it come pretty easily? It was um, it was a learning curve for me. Okay. Uh, my father, who I invested with, 
he is a retired engineer specialized in lasers. It was his suggestion. Okay. So he was like, hey, I think this could go a lot faster if we use this. Yeah. And then uh, once I realized it was a CAD um, program. Oh, okay. Yeah. I and was you like, had that, that background. In, right. Yeah. I'm like, I could that totally do so this. so far over now. my head. I've tried to learn CAD anything, and it's just flies right over my head so. and Co- Corey would definitely be the Corey one would be the to. one yeah he does a lot of like 3d printing and so he does nice. a lot of that like all of our little keychains and the earrings and stuff he 3d printed all of that so yeah he would he would probably nerd out with you all day about oh. stuff like that so he can always come over to my booth and we yeah. can you know geek out we've been speaking of which we've been asking all of our guests uh like what what is your brand of nerd? What is your fandom? I feel like everyone here is a nerd in their own right. Mine's like pro wrestling. His is video games, anime. What is your brand of nerd? Obviously, you mentioned horses before, but... Well, yeah. Um, I would say definitely video games. Awesome. Yes. Um, what uh, console? PC? Both. Okay. And yeah. what, what was the first... Uh, let's say what was the first console you had? You're going to age me now. I'm so sorry. It's Okay. I'm okay with it. It's the original Nintendo. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So, and actually, even before that, when I was like five, it was one of the the Atari 5200. Nice. Hell yeah. What was, yeah. Uh, let's say, a favorite game on Atari, favorite game on Nintendo? Atari 5200, um, obviously, it was Pitfall for me. Yep. Yeah. Someone just said that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then we had, I can't remember if it was Space Invaders, but it was one where... Um, you had to actually like dock your ship when the fuel was oh, wow. low. Yeah. Oh, um, is it one, the um, Moonlander? I think it might have been. Or, or it, I don't remember the exact title, but you had to. It was like a side-scrolling one where you had to like lift off, go rescue people, and then land it to. Yes. Yep. Cool. <laughs> exactly. And then favorite game for Nintendo? Ooh, I don't know. I mean, everybody loves the original Mario Brothers. Of yeah. Of course. Um, I would also say Castlevania. Okay, yeah, of mm-hmm. course. Yeah. Um, is there any games that are taking up all your free time right now that you're playing? Hmm. Unfortunately, not as much as I want. Sure. You know, that's kind of where I'm at too. Right. Uh, I'm still trying to make time. Right. I know. Starfield. Well, not even Starfield anymore. Call of Duty. Uh, sure. Mm-hmm. I just but yeah. Spider-Man. I'm oh, really course. trying to get in the weeds on it. Like. Uh, Dead Space just came out on Game Pass, and mm-hmm. I blew through that in a weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a terribly long game, but with it being a remaster, it it gave you more to do. Right. So, like, I kind of went through that, and I'm like, ah, uh, I kind of want to go through it one more time just to mop up some of like the new achievements and stuff like that. So, Absolutely. do you have an all-time favorite video game? Something that sticks out to you? I have two. What are they? Okay. First one is Jade Empire. Yes. I haven't heard of it. Okay. It is. Right, a, fill me in. It, uh, it's an original Xbox game. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an RPG. Um, here. You go on. Well, you, you tell them about it. It's a... Um, no, you got me. <laughs> I know. I know. It happens all the time. Um, so, it, like you said, it's an original Xbox game, um, RPG, uh, based, like, in some of the mythology of the, like, like uh, Far East. And, oh, okay. Yeah. And so, there's a lot of really cool um, 
legends and folk tales that have come to life and this whole journey is about this person who very cool yeah who realizes cool. they weren't they were one thing and then they moved into you know the the hero mode um so i'm doing a very poor job explaining no i'm gonna have to look this up <laughs> no no it's probably it, still available on the xbox store somewhere maybe um it might be available now mm-hmm. i don't know uh yeah. i feel it's always better to have the physical media for sure but, for yeah. sure and then what's your second skyrim of course right yeah <laughs> We actually just uh, interviewed Wes Johnson yesterday. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, we, we had to, it was it was a little awkward. We had to walk over to his booth and set up everything up, and uh, I was nervous and shaking the whole time. But yeah, it was great. So. Yeah, he uh, pretty much the whole time he was like, "Can you guys bring your stuff over here?" Like, like yeah, yeah, we can. Give us like 10, 15 minutes. So we grabbed all our stuff, went over there, and he was. An absolute delight. He did a lot of his voices, like oh, good. the whole time. But yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. He was that all was the in. Best part. Yeah. Uh, give us our your thirty second pitch. If people um, may be interested in, in what you do, uh, give us your thirty second pitch. Okay. If you're interested in my products, you can come on over. I have just about any kind of design available. If I don't have it available, I love doing custom work. Perfect. If you have the time, <laughs> I can get it done for you. So. Um, my leather mugs are one of my favorites. They are insulated, uh, uh, cotton batting. So I thought of it at the Renaissance Festival because I'm cool. not a fan of hornets. <laughs> so it has a hot top, cold top, straw, and a straw cleaner. So Very cool. Yeah. How would people find you online? Um, I have a square site, uh, Wild Riders Leather and Wood, a square site. Um, I have an Etsy, same thing. Okay. Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. And I don't do Twitter so much or X now, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you have, I think we might have already have it. If not, um, drop us a business card and yeah. we'll link all of your stuff in the episode when it goes up. It should be three weeks from now. So, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you. Right. No, thank you so much. Appreciate yeah, it. Appreciate thank you. It. All right. Introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your booth and why you're here this weekend. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm Amber Raiden. I am co-chair of Console Room, which is Minnesota's Doctor Who convention um and we are going into our 11th annual convention in this upcoming january 12th that's, through 14th. that's huge awesome yeah give, give the dates again i spoke over I, you i believe no that's okay uh, january 12th through 14th 2024 awesome awesome and it's here in minneapolis it, uh yeah it's in bloomington bloomington um, okay. close to mall of america oh yeah. perfect perfect i heard it was at the what hotel hilton uh <laughs> msp airport mall of america perfect yeah. perfect yeah um tell us a little bit about the convention and what people can expect in january yeah, so um, if you've if you've been to any of the conventions in Minnesota, it's I think it's a, a similar vibe. So we are a fan run convention. We are a five hundred one c three nonprofit in Minnesota, um, and uh, so you, you can you can expect a lot of what you would typically find at conventions. We have a lot of panels. Um, we do bring in guests from the show. So in twenty twenty four, we'll have Sylvester McCoy, who played the seventh Doctor. Um, cool. Also was in the Hobbit. If you're a Hobbit fan, like that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, we have a, a lot of local guests. Um, Local podcasters, local writers, um, local artists. Um, we do have dealer space artists uh, and, and, and dealers. Um, so we have a lot of that kind of thing. But we do have a lot of um, what I would consider a little more unique for conventions. Because um, we really try to, to celebrate the creative people who are, sure. who are in the fandom. So we have a lot of... Um, we have an escape room that we're that we're working on. Oh, that's so we cool. do like custom escape room. Like a themed Doctor Who. Yeah, it's a Doctor Who themed escape room. Um, we have kind of a lot of activities um, throughout the hallways. And one of the things that I think is really important, because we really want to celebrate 
the community. Um, this community is amazing and has been around for uh, almost 60 years. So we're coming up on the 60th anniversary sure. of Doctor Who. Um, uh, so we are a hybrid convention. Mm-hmm. We do have uh, a, a virtual space and the in-person space. And, and one of the really important things that we are working on is making sure that those are really connected. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of times when we think about virtual, we think like, oh, we're, we're going to have something streaming sure. and you can watch it, sure. which yes, <laughs> we will have some of the panels streaming, but we really try to, to make it interactive. So the people who are in person are interacting with the people who are online and vice versa so that they can really feel like they're still as engaged as, as you can be when you're not in the same physical space that's, that's something that's, that's really cool. important I like that. to us it's a great idea what um what's some of the more memorable memorable moments that you've had from doing past uh conventions yeah um i think one of the nice things because we are smaller we we have roughly 300 400 people we're working to grow but not enormous not like the size of, of this convention sure um so we are continuing to grow which is nice but being on the smaller side um, we do have a lot of opportunities to interact a little more closely with some of our guests, which is really nice, and, and have a little more interpersonal connection. So um, there, there's one moment from a couple years ago, I'm not going to remember which specific year, that was really nice where we had all of the volunteers celebrating up in our con suite, um, which is, is kind of like a chill space where we have snacks and things for people. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You, know, you need to hydrate and eat <laughs> during the convention. Of course. Um, so at the convention was over, all the volunteers are gathered in the con suite watching the latest episode of Doctor Who. And our guests were up there watching it with us. So that was that was a really nice moment. We That's were just really kind neat. of like everybody's chilling um, with like the actors and, like, and our um, artists and everybody was just kind of chilling in the same space. Yeah. It was really nice. I hate to admit this in front of you. I've never watched Doctor Who. Oh. So for people like me and other members of our audience who have never watched the show, what do you love about it? What what got you uh, hooked on Doctor Who to begin with, and, and what are the things that you enjoy about the show? Yeah, so I'm, I, I consider myself a relatively new watcher myself, because I've only been watching for like 12 years, um, which, like, now I say that out loud, that sounds like a really long say, time. If you, if, you, <laughs> if you loved something for 12 years, I, th- I would say you're... But, you're, it's, but it's been around for 60. Sure, sure, so, that makes sense. So, um... I think what I love about it is just the infinite possibilities. Um, and it, it's kind of a celebration of humanity. Um, all of the, the, the good things and the bad things and, and everything that kind of make our lives the way they are. The, the doctor's constantly coming back to spend time with humans um, because we are these kind of beautiful, complex beings. <laughs> um, and, and the show on its, on its own is just, uh, I mean, you literally can go literally anywhere in time and space. So you can see this kind of beautiful complexity everywhere um, yeah. on Earth, not on Earth, in the past, in the future, kind of everywhere. It's awesome. So I actually joined Doctor Who with uh, Christopher Eccleston. Yeah, awesome. So the Ninth Doctor. Um, and I, uh, anyone that I talk to about Doctor Who is like, Look, if you're not into the older stuff, if for whatever reason you just you want to jump in, I think that's the perfect jumping on point mm-hmm. for uh, newer uh, fans. Um, me personally, I think he's one of my more favorite ones because it felt way more darker uh, than sure. the other doctors. I mean, you got Matt Smith, um, you got, of course, David Tennant, you know. But there was just something different 
about Eccleston that, that just kind of drove it home for me. Like, this is something I can get into. Um, with that being said, what is... Who's your favorite doctor? Oh, they're all wonderful. I, I have some that I tend to, to lean into. And um, I mean, like Tom Baker's amazing. David Tennant is amazing. They probably tend to be some, some of my top two. Sure. I actually really love Peter Capaldi, um, who I think gets... Um, I think it's a little Should be loved more. Yeah. yeah. Um, his speech with the... Um, like the speech about war. Yeah. Is is some of the best writing I've ever heard in it, British television, yeah. like, hands down. Yeah. I, I think they all have some, like, really good... Like, Jodie Whittaker had some beautiful episodes um, as well. I mean, they, they all have have some really good ones, and they have and they have some that I, I question sometimes, but I still love to sure. watch. Like, they're... It's a, that's a challenging question. <laughs> it is. It really is. Um, what... What's something that you guys are expecting or something you're excited for uh, coming up for your next um, event? Uh, yeah, it's coming up in, in January. I think um, one, of, one of the things that I, that I love so much about our convention is how we continue to, to evolve to celebrate fandom. So um, we are, are working on bringing in like gaming. There's, there's a, I don't know if anyone plays magic, um, but like there's a new magic Deck. Does, like, yeah, awesome. Oh man, that uh, that secret layer drop they did for who? Doctor Who? Yeah. Oh, so excited. Yeah. So so we're we're gonna be like focusing on, on some of that a little bit. Um, the escape room again. We've we've kind of had the escape room coming in and out. So like we're we're bringing it back and working on making it a hybrid experience. So that I'm really excited about. So are you making that um, theme wise? Are you making that like a part of like the TARDIS? For the escape room, or um, there there are bits of inside the the TARDIS, like in the console room. Yeah, we are called console room, um, as part of it, and I feel like that's about as much as I'd be comfortable sharing about the escape no, room. No, I totally get it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but um, but it is all like custom made. Um, we do have an actual console that we've that we've built that we frequently incorporate with the escape room. Um, that's cool. But I, I think the best part is is really just the same thing I look forward to every year, which is getting to celebrate with everyone. Um, seeing a lot of the same people, like I, I love gathering in one place around something that we all love in in our own ways, but that we all really enjoy, and getting to talk about it for three days, like that's that's hands down my favorite part. That's what we're about. Like every other week, like we get together, and it's just it's a way for us to get out of sitting at home doing yeah. nothing. Uh, you know, it gives us a chance to like stick around friends and just like. Yeah. Hey, we can we can still share an experience together. So yeah. I I really like that idea. If folks wanted to check out uh, more information about the convention online, how could they do so? Yeah, we, uh, so we are on uh, social media, but our website is console-room.com. Okay. Um, so that's where most of the information is is going to be. Perfect. Um, but also on social. And we'll grab a card. I think we already did, maybe. Um, and obviously put all of that information in the episode description. Um, but uh, just. Wanted to have everyone learn about your convention, learn about you, and hopefully get as, as many um, new attendees for you as possible. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Amber, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Joe, tell us all about Rue Katana. Wow. 
Big question right away. I know, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> the kind of questions I, I was asked. like, what are we going to yeah, jump into? Everything about me is little, so I got to ask a big question. All questions. right. Well, Ru Katana, I started this about a year ago, like October a year ago. And it was, I just wanted to, the easiest way to explain it. I just wanted to put hot girls on t-shirts. Really. Dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I All mean, right. like, okay. Great podcast, man. Thank yeah, you yeah, very yeah. much for coming on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's more to it than that. <laughs> but, you know, it's like the stuff you see, like, it, say you go into, like, Hot Topic or Spencer's, and, you know, and you see the see the waifu girls and everything, and I'm like, I'm like I love those shirts. I always wear those shirts. And I, I have one. It, it's like a bright pink with a... Um, a demon girl like in a kimono for sure yeah, yeah. and i like think the, the first like really out there one i bought was like a tie-dye shirt uh and then it had a girl in a big like a weed bikini on it like it, it was just weed sleeves covering up her the <laughs> yeah the milkers uh yeah i'm like so what, what can we can we, <laughs> what can we say on this podcast <laughs> you can say whatever yeah, you all want. right all right I'm like, oh man, I draw the lewd, but I try not to be crude. So, but like, <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, so, and it had like, yeah, she was just smoking a blunt and it had the marijuana leaves on her. And I was like, that's the most out there shirt ever. I'm like, I want to make clothes like that. So I was like, and you know, and you, you'll get some days, like, you'll get like, oh man, last con, I was like, the first thing someone said is <laughs> they walked into the room, they saw the butt shirt that, that, that caught all your guys' eye. He's like, no way in hell would I ever wear that. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, all right. So this is how this one's gonna go. But no, I'm like, you know, it. That was, I mean, you get that with, with being an artist. Feel, so like, how many conventions have you been to? Man, you guys are number two. So, oh, so, so yeah. yeah, no, no. I feel super honored. This is to be only our the third convention. Oh man, we went to kind of. So we went to Des Moines Con. That was our first yeah. ever. We went to Halloween Palooza, which was a much smaller like. Horror, like a, like a, yeah. Like, yeah, like a horror, horror movie, uh, kind of like a swap meet. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one around here called like uh, Crypticon. Oh, or, yeah, yeah. And then like it's just all like all horror things. And like when I was working for a tattoo shop, we like went there and did like horror tattoos. Yeah, like so that. we did so. we did Halloween Palooza, and I was like, I don't know if like they like us. And then we come here, which is a lot more, you more know, like Des Moines Con. I'm like, okay. All right, people like us. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a tough, it's a, you know, it's, it's tough. When, whatever you like, you know, when, it's same with mine. Like, I was at the Anime Fusion, and I'm um, I had a great time there. Like, you know, I did their badge art and did their T-shirt art, um, and they're wonderful staff. Um, but like, I don't think my like, there's a lot of like, you got to be stand out in the anime crowd For in sure. a certain way, and like, I don't know what's the best way to describe. It. It's like because this is new to me too. You yeah. know, I mean, I get. I, I think I'm, do, I'm doing better at this con because, you know, like, I'm, like, one of the only guys wearing selling the lewd shirts, or, you yeah. know, um, but people are also doing a, like, a lot of the lewd prints. I mean, I yeah. I was going to say, yeah, I, yeah. I, I've been seeing those around as well. Yeah, my friend uh, I met at last con, um, Squishy, Squishy Citrus Studios. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, She's great. She draws, like, lewd, and I go up, I go up, and I'm like, I love your stuff. She's like, I love your stuff. And I'm like, it's like you should do shirts. She's like, I want to do shirts. I'm like, talk to me. I'm like, it's yeah. all about like, connecting. And no, and that's the thing. I'm, like, I love about the cons now. It's like people are like way more open to collab, network, yeah. everything. I came from the tattoo industry background, and you know, I did not. I'm like, I'll make this clear for all the haters listening right now. Like, I never, like, I don't tattoo like or anything. Like, I, so I'm never saying like 
I was a tattoo artist. I was just one of the desk goblins in the shop, you sure. know, like, you know, and that was just so I, you know, I was just trying to figure out what I wanted to do, you know, and, you know, after like three different shops and all like the drama that comes with that industry, Rukatana was born. You know? That's so like, sick. You know, like, so all of the designs you do. I do that. Yeah. And then the printing, is that all you do? Uh, so I, so like at the first store I was at, I was doing like, we were making the shirts and, um, it's cool, like, because you get a lot of freedom with that, like, sure. uh, like how to design and everything. Um, the quality can suffer a little bit like that. And then, like, I mean, I don't think we were at the best mall at, like, and we were, like, Southdale here. And, like, that was the first mall of America, like, in America. Now it is the mall that no one gives a shit about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, got, yeah. It's like, we've got a couple of those in Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's, like, and speaking of... Uh, Wait, 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 where are you guys from again? Uh, Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's remember because I mean, like I went to Drake University for like a year and a half. Oh, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I finished yeah. up. I so finished. He knows. Yeah, yeah. I know, <laughs> and that's why I got the hell out of Iowa. No, no, I completely understand. You're not gonna offend us one no, bit. No, no, guys. Why do you was, think we're here? No, it's, <laughs> no. It's a nice. It's a nice little city, and uh, yeah, I'm like I don't know. I was, uh, I was like too far from home, maybe too fast. I don't know. Sure. I mean, like I'm, and you know. You, and what you want to do in life changes. I mean, I started out as a math major and like I ended up switching to like what was your what was your plans with the math degree? Like to be a teacher? No, or? I no, I see that's the thing. Everyone would go straight to teacher and I'm just I like said accountant. I, or, <laughs> or yeah, or like that. Or like but I'm just like, man, there's so much more like practical uses to math. You think these people are learning all this to teach it to fifth graders? I'm like, I don't know. Like, Here's so, the thing, man. But just like, given the way that you look now, I would have loved to have had like a heavily tattooed I did not look like this in college. Math, <laughs> math teacher in high school with like just giant anime titties on his t-shirt. I would have loved that. I would have paid attention Listen, kids, to that all day. If her if her jugs can hold this many gallons, <laughs> all, right, all right, God, so sorry, guys. I'm like that was a bad delivery, but um, no, Mike, I did not look like this in college. I did, I, I, I didn't get, I didn't get my first tattoo until I got out of college or anything. And then, like I said, yeah, I was in the shop, so occupational hazard, you know. Of like, course. Oh no, dude. another tattoo appeared no. on me. I was like, oh, Joe's not doing anything. Let's draw on him. Okay, all right. It's good. I, yeah. I, you know, I made a lot. I, I understand made, all yeah. about occupational hazards. Like, yeah. you could get shot. I could develop a real issue with alcohol, and that, yeah. it's on its way. Hey, so. man, man, you don't know. I, I just hit four years sobriety, so my uh, in my, no, we, November 1st. So, we just yeah, uploaded yeah, yeah. Uh, today, as of midnight, we uploaded a podcast with uh, our friend Jordan. He's a recovering alcoholic. He hit about 10 months the first time we right uh, on, recorded yeah, with him, yeah. and then he we came his. back to the video, and uh, we did a one-year anniversary Heck special. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's a yeah. good so, feeling, man. Congratulations yeah. on four years, oh, Thanks, man. man. Awesome. Yeah, it feels great. Uh yeah, yeah, I, I'm just like, just because we were on topic, I usually don't announce that anymore. I just kind of like tell no, that's friends. Fun. No, that's awesome. But, that's but, but I'm about. like, like it's, it's. I'm like because of that. I'm like that's how I, and that's when I started going into the tattoo shops and trying to figure out what I was doing. And then like, yeah, sobriety was that's like was awesome, the major man. gameplay. I am still. Uh, I guess you guys would call it California sober. You know? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Because yep. I'm like not, not to say I'm like straight edge or anything or like if anyone's like well technically he's not sober whatever i found my medication and i and so we yeah, yeah all ingested some delicious oh yeah i mean caramels, do, do you so. see the hoodie i mean it's <laughs> sick <laughs> fuck yeah 
I call this one hazy dreams. I love it. Yeah. I love all the the tie dye as well. It's yeah, and you sick. know, and that's like that's just like from me going to like concerts and shows, and there's at least one acid wash or tie dye, and I'm like, I want to just make a shirt like that. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. Like it's it's just fun, man, guys. But like, so you guys started this like. We said like three uh, April. Or, well, oh, so we had ice cream Sunday. I had three, ice cream three conventions okay, with, yeah, yeah. Uh, with two other two other hosts, uh-huh. uh, and it ran for fourteen long, strong episodes. Okay, uh, and then this man begged me to bring back a podcast for like years, six years, and I was like, "Fine, if we do it, though, we got to do it right. We're gonna get professional fucking setup and cameras, and we're gonna continue to grow it. We're gonna stick with it." And we're gonna go to conventions to promote it, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a thing, and yeah, it you, has become a thing. You can't like I can't tell you how many times someone's like, "We should start a podcast. We should start a podcast." And I'm like, "I'm that I don't, guy." Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I could sit out in front of anyone and talk that long. But I'm like, when so, I get on the right topic, I'm like, I'm as this yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds so crazy, but my my biggest two things, my my two biggest. Uh, um, I, I don't know the word for it, but what I would say to people that Fears? want to start a podcast would be advice. Advice, yes, would be. I cannot think this morning. Yeah. Would be a just start, yeah. and b don't limit yourself to just like one podcast or one topic. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we're gonna talk about. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was looking you know, at the Instagram last night. I'm like, what are they gonna want to talk about? I'm like, I got to like, I was trying to like message you guys, and then like, I was like. I'll be there this morning. Don't worry. And, yeah. I, and so I was I checking like, out your things. Like a Five yeah, Nights yeah. at Freddy's character, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's there's a whole lot of lore and stuff like that. But if I if I did just a podcast about Five Nights at Freddy's, I would get burnt out on it very quickly. And so I have a little bit of ADD. Uh-huh. And so it's like, okay, one week we can talk to Jordan Bovey about uh, sobriety. And then yeah. the next we can talk to, um, you know, a, a cosplayer. And the next mm-hmm. we can talk about pro wrestling or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it just it's different every week and it keeps me energized when I'm editing the podcast and I think it keeps our listeners energized as Absolutely. well. It's like, hey, a little slice of life, a little something different every week. Yeah. Speaking of which, I said I wanted to do the podcast today because I would have way more to talk about. Yeah. Can I talk about the probably the coolest thing I've probably done in my yeah, entire life? Yeah, All right. Yeah. So I came to the convention, first of all, like to see Kevin Smith. Like he has been like... They, like one of the biggest inspirations of my life like he was just showing us that like hey the average nerd can do something you Absolutely. know like and you know and, like as like as you grow older you're like you just you know like you said just do it and, like you just start doing things you start succeeding in things and stuff and then you know you get to, to where you're going but so anyways like so i like i originally bought the i bought the whole shebang package i'm like give me the kevin uh, kevin smith suite and that came with like um, the autograph picture, um, the Q and A panel, like the whole shebang, all that. So like the first day, they like two hours into the con, they say his Q and A panel had, is yeah. canceled. So yeah. I was just like, "Whew, okay, wind's kind of out of the sail right now." But you know, I got to keep strong because you know, like I did sneak in at the very last minute to the con, and I'm grateful. Like, sure. like I'm like I got to corner booth and that that's easy to point out and like yep. I've, I've made sales and you know i just you know i don't expect to get rich off this but when someone wears your shirt and you see like multiple people wearing your shirt it's, it, awesome. it's, it's fucking cool man and like I that, like, that's I like, another reason why we like uh talking to different exhibitors and you know 
not saying that we begged them for free stuff because no man you guys were coming over here grabbing something for me for sure yeah but like if if we ever got something from another vendor you know yeah we show that off we love Mm -hmm. like we don't take anything we don't like yeah you know well yeah i I figure you're not no you guys definitely came up to me like it wasn't like hey come and talk on our podcast next booth hey come talk on our podcast i'm like no you stopped me out and that's good because like you got to know what you want to talk about. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, we want to learn about you before we have you on. So we have like good questions to ask. Absolutely. And- all right. So to back to the Kevin Smith yeah. thing, yeah. I, I talk like Kevin, I will boom, boom, boom yes, all yes, over yes. the place. Um, but so like the biggest thing I wanted to do, and I think you guys maybe have saw me wearing the Jersey yep. and I, I made myself a Rue Katana Jersey. I, I, I didn't oh, bring it today so sick. and I didn't bring it today. Um, uh, but it was the Rue Katana. Uh, so I made uh, a Kevin Smith one and a Jason Muse one. So I gave Smith 37 and Muse uh, 69, you know, just oh, seems, seems like his number, you Let know, yeah. and uh, I, you know, and I've got to give them both them at the con, everything like, and you know, the Kevin Smith photo, I, you know, gave him the thing and he's like, and, and like, he was grateful for it. we take our photo. Um, everything is like going really fast, you know, yeah. but you know, like. I knew like he appreciated it and like That's so cool and man. then we had to like then we had to get the autograph everything like right now everything is like crammed together because of his schedule and it's because his wife had surgery and yeah he had to get back home and then i'm like that's totally cool it's like and you feel so bad it's like you you want all the stuff like from the yeah, thing yeah but you love the man and you like go to your wife because the way he talks about his wife is absolutely the most romantic stuff ever yeah. like yeah. I, it's i'm like Man, that you know, like that's what that, everyone that's wants. the goal, guys. Yeah. Like I'm like the guy I made just, it, you know. I love their whole story. Like yeah, it's I didn't know who his wife was until probably five years ago, oh. and I'm like Kevin Smith mm-hmm. married the hot girl from Clerks too. The other hot girl from Clerks too. <laughs> it's not uh, Rosario Dawson. <laughs> we um, so we've already talked to Ming. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, and I do. I see. So yeah, like yeah, and I've been like giving like the voice actors and everyone yeah. like yeah. A, a shirt and like and stuff. I'm like. You guys are awesome. Like, um, like I got you know Kirishima's voice actor. I'm like, I got you tattooed on my calf. Yeah, so you're sick, my man. best friend. You know, <laughs> oh, that's like, so cool. We uh, uh, we we talked to Ming, and I think our plan is we're trying to talk to Jason Muse. Okay. Um, he said, "Hey, not today. Maybe tomorrow." For sure. Yeah, um, it's, it might be. Yeah, yesterday Brian was crazy. Was the same way. Yesterday was crazy because Muse had, uh, you know, he had to do like the mall rats, the the clerks. clerks yep. Uh, they yep. were doing all the uh, the crew photos. Was the it's craziest crazy day. day. Of con. Um, it's great for him because he was like, he legitimately was like, "Hey, I want to stay here and do what I can." Right. W- yep. How are we on time? Like, I was there right at the end of. No, like, they're definitely they're awesome celebs. And, oh yeah. And then like. They make you feel down. I'm always you know, like, you know, I'm starstruck when I got in cheer booth. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to mess this up. <laughs> you know. We're going to mess this right, up. We always do. Up. We're going to do it. We're going to go down birding together. One thing you yeah, said yeah. about seeing people wear yeah. your, your shirts. That's another thing that like, like it's weird that probably a podcast has t-shirts, but people will buy our stuff and then they'll wear it on vacation and they'll like tag us on Instagram. And it's like, People, our, people, like our shirts people, in New York, our shirts in yeah. Florida, like it's it's the so brand cool. Is the brand is yeah. motherfucking strong. People <laughs> want to rep you if you're cool, man. Yeah. Like, like if, like, yeah, and like your shirts are great. I mean, I wear those. Would you? Uh, 
Would you be interested in doing a t-shirt swap? Oh, fuck. Hell oh. yeah, dude. What's your, yeah. What size of shirt do you wear? I do I do XLs. I like the baggy. Yeah, I usually have been will, buying baggy. Yeah, we'll yeah. You, we'll get you a shirt. And then, uh, yeah, you guys uh, will come over to the booth and uh, you guys... I think I already know which one I want <laughs> he's to. Like, he's like, guys, that played out exactly like we planned it. All right. Hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. But oh, can I sweep... sweep Swap back, we're like sweep back to yeah, the cafe. Yeah, yeah, right, right, my bad. I'm like I said, I'm super bad at this. But so, anyways, so uh, after the picture, then I got Jason, uh, Jason's autograph, gave him the jersey, uh, jersey and the hat, and then I had to get back in line for Kevin's autograph, and then um, it got cut off right at me, and then <laughs> he had to go back for the group photos, and then finally the last minute autographs until he had to swoop out of there. But it went back in there, and I'm like, hey man, I just Thanks for sticking around, and uh, I really, I like, it's just an honor, and you've been very inspirational. He's like, dude, thank you for the jersey. And I'm just like, don't keep your knees strong, man. <laughs> and I'm like, just like, you know, all the good things, checking it out on his wife. I'm like, she all good? Oh, she's like, so she's, I'm like, awesome, I'm like, yeah, she's good. She's out of surgery. So need to get back home. I understand. I'm like, man, I just, you know, dreams, all the dreams, you know, yeah. you know, I'm like looking for the bulletproof glass case for like the you know, for the print and everything and oh the autographs. I'm like, oh man, that's like, I'm, that's and the stuff that keeps me going. I think so, that's yeah. one of the best uh, things about the View Askew crew alone mm. is just that, yeah, they're celebrities. They could be any sort of way, but for people like us, like, we're fans. Mm. We geek out about it, but we just want to be friends. Yeah. Yep. We're not looking to, like, uh, clout chase or or just ride on the right. coattails. Yep. It's just right, and that's how is, and that's like how I'm like I'm just I always feel a little cautious approaching. I'm like I am so harmless, and I just want to. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just I, a little boy. I just like yeah. <laughs> I just want to show you something cool I did, and see if you like it. You know, like and tell you you're cool too. So I on mean, that same point, yeah, so yeah. Des Moines Con, we met Ming Chen. Yeah, yeah. And the original idea was just to go up, give him a business card, and say, hey. We're podcasters. You're a podcaster. We would love for you to check out our show. And then if you have any free time, just give us some pointers. Like, how do we improve yeah. our show? And he's totally the man to that do it. That is not how that conversation went at all. Uh, we walked up. What? He saw our shirts. He was wearing this shirt. I was wearing, like, our Des Moines Con shirt. He immediately was like, ice cream sundae. And I was like, all right, let me backtrack for two seconds. Let me tell you what that is. Then we explained that we're podcasters. And we have a booth at Des Moines Con. And he was like, let's go. And we're like, what do you mean? He's like, let's go podcast right now. Invited himself on our show. And, like, I talked to him afterwards, and right. I was like, it's so cool that you were just like, right. we didn't even ask. You were just like, yeah, let's go do it. And he's like, I got that I got that mentality from Kevin Smith. Just yeah. like, I'm going to be super gracious with my time. I'm super grateful that, like, anyone would give a shit about these movies. And Ming Chen's the same way. Like, the fact that anyone would give a shit about, you know, little, a, little yeah, comic yeah, yeah, book yeah, men yeah, me. Yeah. You and know? it's the same with Wes, too. Like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, we don't expect, like, these are experiences that you, in your head, think, we got to pay for this. Yeah. Like we got to interact with these people and to be able to ha record audio, let alone mm. do like a video recording mm. as well. Yeah. That's something that normally everyone has to pay for. And we're just so fortunate to have that experience. Mm. It's, we always try to go mm. up and just say like, Hey, like check us out. And we have a booth here. If you'd mm -hmm. be interested in recording, like we would love to have you, but you know, under no obligation to do so. And it, it is mind blowing. 
every time it happens with, with exhibitors or celebrity mm. guests or anyone. The, the fact that anyone would want to be on this show blows my mind every time. The fact that like people listen to it every week, like it's become a part of their weekly tradition, blows my fucking mind. Like so. I said, you make people feel cool, man. I feel awesome <laughs> right now. You make us feel cool. Look, I'm uh, going to uh, try to steal Dante Bosco at some point, uh, too. Yeah. Like, like, I really like, want like to. Like, physically? Like, just yeah. Gonna, yeah. No, he'll <laughs> fuck me up. Listen, I think Toyota I have Camry's the table. larger <laughs> than you'd expect trunks, so <laughs> we can fit Bosco in there. Awesome. Joe, thank you so much. Guys, man. thanks. It was awesome. I'm so sorry if I chatted longer no, than no, no. I, I, I like, this. I was like, um, this is so you, fun. I see you have another girl helping you out yeah yeah oh yeah that's my that's my friend rom uh uh that's that's what she calls her art rom uh please check out her stuff if she has be, some cutesy stuff if uh, you'd be okay with it i don't want to steal too much of your your product uh we'll get a t-shirt for her too okay if we can get two t-shirts we'll wear them on a future episode we'll tag you in it yeah free advertising absolutely so, man yeah absolutely awesome, man. yeah perfect Joe, thanks so much yeah, man no appreciate it thanks guys thanks man yeah thanks so we had you on at des moines con and we talked a little bit about you and how you met kevin smith and how you got into podcasting I really wanted to talk to you this time about dive bars. Okay. How did you become Captain Ming of the <laughs> dive bar universe? Captain and, and Ming, the dive bar king? Yeah. How did you... <laughs> I'm yes. trying to figure this out. I'm trying to remember when this started because uh, I've been doing cons for 10 years. So at first it was restaurants. I wanted okay. to find the best restaurants in whatever city I was in. And then I think maybe just, you know, because some of these restaurants, you get a like make reservations months in sure, ahead. Sure. Or I remember one time I was in Chicago. I waited three hours to get a hamburger. Um, there was this really good hamburger place. Okay. But I, I couldn't wait that here. So I got low main instead. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. You're going to regret that later for sure. <laughs> I think maybe. And so I must've wandered into a dive bar and I just had a great time because um, everyone's always friendly in there. Exactly. They're usually drunk or getting there. Of course. So they're, they're, they're they got a pretty good attitude. The, the drinks are cheap. And there's no BS. You never have to wait in line. There's no, like, reservation list. You can roll in there with, like, 15 people, and they don't care. And I always make friends there. So I must have hit one head at such a great time. I was like, well, I'm going to start looking for dive bars wherever I go, too. Awesome. Um, yeah, my life is all about extremes. So I'll go to the best restaurant <laughs> in that city. I'll go to the, And they'll go to the, the hole in the wall okay, that I everyone goes to. And then I'll go to, like, a really nice cocktail mixology place. Then I'll go find the dive bar where you're probably gonna get stabbed in. <laughs> I I wanna I wanna have my man's back for a second because you said he might uh, regret that low main. Oh yeah. But you drink Malort like it's oh, nobody's yeah. business. Oh yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, Malort, <laughs> if anybody has never heard of it, is the worst tasting. It thing is awful. Ever put on this planet? It's it is a, the worst. It's a, it's a Swedish liqueur made with wormwood, and it's god awful. It is awful. I. First drank Malort. Uh, I was at a convention in Chicago. Yep. I rolled into a dive bar, the group of friends, and uh, uh, one of the bar flies there was like, oh, you're from out of town? Let me buy you all shots. <laughs> Let me welcome you to the great city of Chicago. We're like, oh, what a nice guy, until we took the shot. <laughs> yeah. And we all cringed some, started dry heaving. And I'm like, what the hell was that? And he he's laughing. The whole bar is laughing at us. And we learned all about the, this awful awful spirit called malort yeah and i swore i would never drink it again um you know i couldn't get the taste out of my mouth for like eight years you know right <laughs> and you know our friends would joke about it but it kind of became this weird podcast thing yeah um, i ran into these other podcasters in michigan and they had a bottle i'm like oh man you 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 know about this because it uh, before it wasn't it was unheard of outside of chicago 
And they're like, yeah, yeah, we got tricked into drinking it. And we bought a bottle and we, we, we thought it was funny. And so it just became this thing between podcasters. Uh, and then I met another, uh, my other friend who podcasts in Albuquerque. He's got a podcast called Ten Drink Minimum. He had a bottle. I'm like, you know, Malort. So it just became this thing. It's like, you know what? I, I was like, every podcast should have a bottle of Malort wherever they record or in their studio or wherever, because it's a great talking no. point. No. It's, and even if you don't want to drink as a host, you punish people with it. Yeah. Right? So, and that's what we do at the studio. If you're late, and take a shot of Malort. <laughs> if you know we we don't agree with your opinion, you gotta take a shot of Malort, or you know whatever. It's always a punishment. Your your podcast drinking tradition is mean. We've got a lot of other podcasters and some of our guests uh, hooked on the long drink. Oh yeah, um, big time. Which is much much smoother going down oh, than Malort is. So. Uh, yeah. yeah, long drink is awesome. Long drink should also be drank by every podcaster. Yeah, we went to. Fine. We went to a convention called Halloween Palooza. Long Drink was the sponsor, and that's we drank nothing but Long Drink for yeah. like three days straight. It was so, great. <laughs> yeah, delicious. Yeah, but but Malort just I, it's so divisive, and then it's you know I, and you know I swear I would never drink it again. Well, that that got shattered. I drink it all the time though. And people are like, <laughs> do you like it? I'm like, no, you <laughs> no, don't like awful. Malort. But it's worth it to have introduced somebody who's never had it before. Of course. And I'm not a jerk. I'll drink it with them. Now, do I pull myself a, a full shot? No. No. no I'll do <laughs> have a shot. They, they get the full shot. Yeah. But just seeing their reaction and then, you know, and it's kind of like, um, it's like the Lost Boys. You know, when Michael drank the blood, it's like, well, you're one of us now. Mm -hmm. Welcome. You're, mm -hmm. It's like becoming a vampire. And uh, so, you know, once they do, it's like, okay. And, you know, whenever you see them, like, hey, remember that shot of Malort? It's like, oh, how could you forget that? Of course. <laughs> it's such a great, just a, the, the, the existence of it is so awesome and it's so terrible, but it brings people together, yeah. oddly enough. Yeah. Trauma bonding. Yeah. And so much so, I just, um, they hit me up the other day like, hey, what's your email address? And I gave it to them. I got invited to their 90th anniversary party. Oh, that's cool. In Chicago. And I think I'm going to go. That's I think awesome. I have to be there. Any excuse to go to Chicago for one, but yeah, also Malort. Yeah, but now I'm like, how does something so awful last for 90 years? You know, so there's something about it. Absolutely. Uh, but it's cool. The, the the distillery that distills it, the CH distillery, they let me come by whenever I want. That's cool. I get a private tour. Um, I remember one time I rolled in there and they have like a little lab in there. And they had an unmarked bottle. I'm like, hey, man, what's that? Like, oh, that's our eighth attempt at making it taste worse. We're not quite there yet. I'm like, really? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they had another one. It was dark orange. I'm like, well, what's that one? They're like, oh, we we infused it with Flaming Hot Cheetos. <laughs> oh, no. And they're like, sign me up. Yeah, they're like, do you want to taste it? I'm like, hell yeah, I want to taste it. And it tastes as bad as you think you, you think it is. It's Malort with Flaming Hot Cheetos. So. I'll, I'll try it at least once. Yeah. Yeah. Getting back to the dive bars, yep. are you Googling these bars? Are yep. you oh, yeah. hearing from locals or uh, both? You know, okay. if I before I come, I, I, I Google and 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 see what comes up, and then uh, you know you go on Reddit, see see what comes up, and then you start cross referencing. You see a place that keeps coming up over and over, then yeah. that's usually a good place. So. Yeah, I was on uh, Dave McCormick's social media, and he was at Matt's bar trying yep. the Juicy Lucy. Yep. Um, so, are, are you looking for things like that where they have a, a story or, or oh, yeah. you know, a legend anything, anything, behind them? Any local, anything of local origin? Yeah, you definitely go after. Sure. So, uh, yeah, the Juicy Lucy for sure. Yeah, kind of like a win in Rome situation. Yeah, for you sure. Try it out. Uh, yeah. The dive bars here, uh, they serve a pizza called Heggie's. Heggie's Pizza. I've heard you, or I've seen you post about yep. it. Yeah, what, what's stuff. different about Heggie's? What makes Heggie's so good? It's just uh, so every every fine dive bar, there's they, 
they're issued a little pizza oven. It comes with a little drawer that slides in and out. Okay. And then they have a supply of these Heggie's pizzas that oh, whenever you get cool. hungry, they they you know they, they cut open the plastic, throw it up in the oven for 10 minutes, comes out, it's piping hot. They cut it into squares. They don't do slices. Squares is a traditional way to do it. And it pairs perfectly with cheap beer. And you know, if you're just hungry, eat the pizza. You can drink more. It's great. So Trevor has an issue with square pizza we've never talked about okay. on the podcast. Okay. What is your issue with square pizza? It, it, it's not right. So <laughs> when I worked uh, as a sales manager over at Come and Go, um, I occasionally have to go in the kitchen and make pizzas as well. And it, it's so easy because they have, a, they have a board. Slide the pizza in, pull it out. And it's got graph lines, like divots in the lines. <laughs> yeah, so, like, so per- like perforated, perforated. Yeah, it's like a little kid. Yeah. So, so when you take the pizza cutter, you just go across the lines. Can't possibly fuck it up. My issue, along with square cut pizza, is the fact that pizzas lately uh, have not been cut correctly, and so you'll get rather than like where the center, where all the pieces should, it. It's closer to one edge, so you got like tiny pieces and then like these massive pieces. But I just I can't get over square cut being what it is because then <laughs> someone's left with the inside, someone's left with the crust. Mm-hmm. Everyone's gonna cut cut it square, pull the crust out, get the inside pieces because those are the best parts, and then leave me with shitty crust. That's we'll share a square what? cut pizza. You can have all what? the insides. I'll take the crust. Why don't you just get your own pizza? That too. And they're small no. enough, especially if the Heggies ones yeah. are kind of like you know, they're they're small enough. I it, yeah, I, that doesn't affect me whatsoever. If you're ever when you if when not if you come back to Iowa, yes. my cousin uh, Jim and his wife Tammy, they own a pizzeria called Zips Pizzeria. Yeah. They've shut the the physical location down because of COVID. Yeah. Um, but they still make pizzas. They freeze them and they sell them to local bars just like Heggie's would. Yeah. Uh, so if you're ever in a bar, ask for Zips, Zips Pizzeria. Okay, I'm in. Yeah, I'm very, in. very good. Yeah, great yeah. pizzas though. So. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, Northeast yeah. Minneapolis, the greatest concentration of fine dive bars that, I, that That's I've awesome. seen in a long time. So. Awesome. Yeah. I also wanted to ask you about your podcast studio. We yes. didn't get to really talk about it okay. much when, at Des Moines Con. Can you talk a little bit about a shared universe and what you do there? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so we, we, we've uh, I opened full service podcast studios. So it's... it's it's a recording studio, but just for podcasting. We don't do music. We don't cut tracks. We want podcasters to have a, a, a central location that's already set up where all they have to do is roll in, record their podcast, and roll out. We'll handle everything else. That's awesome. Editing, marketing, promotion. And you know, first and foremost, we make sure that they're recorded correctly and in the best quality possible. But yeah, it was just something like, you know, we, I, you know, you know how much fun this is. It's a blast. Let's make it easy to show everybody else how much fun this is. Yeah. So everybody could be doing, have their own ice cream sundae, right? Yeah. Hell yeah. Everybody could be doing that. And um, so I was trying to find out, well, what's stopping you? Like, oh, I don't want to worry about gear. And how do I get on Spotify and all that? I was like, yeah. well, we'll take care of we all that it. for you. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah, you roll in. But I mean, so you have some people who have a, uh, an idea of what they want to do. It's something they, they've been thinking about for a while and they just needed uh, the, the technology or someone else to take care of everything else. So... We do that for a very cheap hourly rate, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, but, you know, then you have some people rolling like, hey, I want to do a podcast. I'm not really sure what, though. Like, what what, what would I podcast about? And it's the advice that Kevin gave me that I give to everybody else is, what could you talk about for 45 minutes to an hour without even preparing? Absolutely. What do you love that much? Or what yeah. do you think you're an expert on that much? Or what have you worked for that you could talk about 
uh, you know, expertly for 45 minutes to an hour. And that, that, what do you come up with? That's your podcast right there. Yeah. yeah. On, our, on our website, I, I posted a blog that's like, hey, if you need help with the technical side of yep. things, uh, here's the, the PodTrack P4. Here's the microphones yep. that we have. Yep. Here's the stands that we have. Uh, the cameras are pretty cheap. Um, this is the equipment that we use. Yep. If you're interested in, in doing it the way we do it, but there's a billion different ways to do it, yep. right? Yep. Um, and then as far as the advice for how to build a podcast, what topics, literally my, literally my advice is just start. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. Uh, that's that's the biggest the biggest thing is just starting. Yeah. And yeah. You learn very quickly. Yeah. yeah. I tell people, listen, your first five episodes are probably going to suck. Yeah. But, you know, you've never done this before. Mm-hmm. The first five of whatever you're going to do is going to suck. Yeah. So, but you get it very quickly. Um, so, so yeah. in, it's not rocket science. No, not at all. It's like you ever have if a it was, we wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. You ever have a conversation? Yeah. Well, you're a podcaster. You're just not recording it. So, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right. It. So yeah. that's what we, we talked about with, um, with you last time yeah. was that uh, I think you said it was Kevin Smith, who, who yep. mentioned that, it was like, we're going to have these conversations about like, you know, obviously all of our conversations are about the stuff that we're passionate about, we're nerdy about, but we're going to have these conversations beto- amongst friends anyway. Yep. Why not record it and yep. give it out to the world yeah, and people listen you, to it? If great. you don't record it, that, that conversation is lost forever. Yep. It's in, it's in the sky, the ether. Yeah. Never to be heard from again. Just, you should be recording yeah, your, as, your thoughts on things, your arguments. Your stories, everyone should be recording these and sharing them with everybody else. We use, or at least I do, our podcast as sort of a diary. It's, it's kind of fun yeah. to, when we started, um, Heather wasn't pregnant yet. They were married, but Heather wasn't pregnant. So there was an episode where like, we got to, uh, or they got to tell me that they're having a baby. And yeah. like we use oh, it as man, our diary. Cool. And we look back and it's like, oh man. So you, you remember that I'm moment. Like, yeah, I remember that's on like awesome. episode 13 where you guys talked about like, and in, in, we get to, continue to see how we grow as, yeah. as friends and as humans and the people that we meet at conventions and everything like that. We have them on and it's like, Hey, remember like the first time you were on and, and then the second time you were on how much things have grown. And it's, it's awesome. Yeah, Just for the sure. opportunity to meet new people and have new conversations with friends. It's, it's fantastic. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's pretty great. It's pretty awesome. So yeah, I figured, well, yeah, we we're like, there's no, I looked around there's like, there's no studio where, where you could record a podcast. That needs to change. So oh yeah, that's we, something we had all the gear already. So we just rented cheap office space. Yeah, we put set up a studio in there. It's pretty rudimentary, but it you know it got the job done, and uh, that's we started from there. So and uh, that's we, definitely something I I'm gonna do in Des Moines or yeah. our hometown, which is about an hour southwest of. Yeah. There's a so cheap or cheap shameless plug, but uh, we have a Warren Cultural Center. It's an opera house that was built in 1896 in my hometown, and they do local music and events, but they have a basement area that they're wanting to lease out, so they have that revolving income every month, and I've been trying to think of things to put down there, and I was like, why not a podcast studio? Yep. So I might be reaching out to you to yep. see oh, yeah. you know, what's the what's the best ways to start that, yeah, what for sure. tips and advice you have, because I think that's something that um, our, our area, there's a lot of great podcasters in the Des Moines area and the surrounding area, and, and they need a place to do things professionally yep. and a little bit of help in in promoting and marketing their shows. Yeah, it's cool. Even the established podcasters uh, that record wherever they record, They'll come in once a month just yeah, to get out of their absolutely. own space. Or if they have a, a guest, they don't want them coming to their house. That makes sense. They come down to the studio or you know, maybe they have like five guests. Like, well, they don't have enough microphones and gear for all that. They come to us. So it's cool. At different conventions that you go to, I'm sure you see a lot of the same people um, oh, yeah. every once in a while. Is there anyone that you've met for the first time at, at Twin Cities Con that you 
really gravitated toward? This one, I'm trying to think because I've been doing these so many of these. Sure. That, yeah, I know everybody at this point. Yeah. So uh, I, I met the two creators of Bluey. Yeah, like, absolutely. Very big right now. That's super cool. I met the two creators. They're very nice, and I'm just, I just kind of want to tell them that hey, congratulations, you guys are great. Congrats on hitting the jackpot too, though. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Bluey's on everybody's minds right now which is pretty cool we talked to uh about a month or a month and a half ago we talked to ben penrod yeah. who's oh, yeah. you know the director of yeah. nerd street who puts these cons on and he was talking about you know this being the first american comic con appearance yep. for dave mccormick and i think for uh is it natalie melanie what is her name uh the voice actress for chili healer oh, uh, natalie natalie Natalie. Yeah, yep. So <laughs> both of their first, he, be the he one knows right away. He's in love with her. Um, but uh, their first appearances to have people like that that you meet for the first time. Had, yeah. you, had you met like, I know that you were fond of Trish Stratus and oh, Lita. Had you met them before already? Uh, and, yeah, yeah. I knew. yeah. Uh, I met Trish at a Canadian con That's maybe awesome. like four years ago. That figures. Were you a wrestling fan growing up at all? Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm old. So you know, Hulk Hogan, of course. Um, Ric Flair, Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior. Iron Sheik. That's cool. You know, the uh, the Superstars of Wrestling cartoon. Of course, yeah. The yeah. Cindy Lauper video, the yep. Goonies. Good, uh, yeah, the, all that. That Yeah, I was a fan of Awesome, back awesome, then. yeah. It's always yeah. fun to meet new wrestling fans. Yeah, so. for sure. I, but Trish is just Trish, man. Like, you know, there's no comparison. Yeah. So, yeah. I felt the same way. So uh, I, I worked for some indie wrestling companies in Iowa. And then so when the bigger shows would come through town, they'd let us come and um, hang out, help set up the ring and yeah. things like that. So I met Jeff Jarrett through one of his companies, Global Force Wrestling. And I met Mickey James and I felt the exact oh, same Mickey. way. Like, no, Mickey, you Mickey's are awesome. unbelievable. Like, yeah, I've watched amazing. you since I was a kid. And yeah. Yeah. One of the most beautiful humans I've ever been in the same room with. Yeah. Yeah. So, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And there's a lot of crossover between pro wrestling and, and geek culture. Yeah. And absolutely. it's pretty awesome. They're I mean, it, yeah. In a way, they're real life superheroes. There's, it's a it's a live anime. Yeah, like it is. It's it is for sure. They're, and they're flying through there doing you know death defying moves. They're the, they're the real superheroes for sure. And then you get this. Those are comic book storylines. You know, all all of them. They're they're, they're like real life comic book storylines. It's great. And then to have uh, the the people that you hang out with and you've known for years. I mean, Kevin Smith was here. Yeah. Brian, what was it like having basically your family here it's, with you? It's in great, Minneapolis? man. You know, I will. Yeah, I'll do a concert where it's just me, or be me and Brian O'Halloran. But to have like twelve view skew view skew universe like cast members, that's cool. You got your own gang, right? Yeah. So yeah, no one will mess with us because you're, you're 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 not you don't mess with the family, man. But <laughs> yeah, it's cool looking over and and and. and BSing with all the other people around and uh, you know they don't have this kind of concentration at every convention so it's really nice to see I think Trevor and I are on the same page when we're, we're trying to get there on an exhibitor level so when yeah. we go to conventions it's like oh I remember you guys you guys were at this booth or you you know and yeah um, that's the funnest part about this uh, yeah I see the same people it's like hey let's let's go grab sushi after the con yeah. let's go yeah. grab cocktail yeah, super cool let's go explore I did the same thing with Ross yesterday I ran into him and uh, I was like hey man immediately remember who i was he's yep. like hey what's going on he caught up he was asking us about the podcast and uh we were talking like hey if ming's doing something later i'll know about it i'll let you guys know we yep. can all hang out yeah and that's what happened he met us at a time bar <laughs> last night so we when we put out the first episode with you like it was the saturday night of des moines con and then all of my friends are messaging that we're like fans of comic book men they're like you're friends with ming chen yeah, man. i was like i would like to think so it's i don't official. know if you think so but <laughs> yeah. so we, two podcasts that's friendship yes. yeah so a lot of people because you came to our booth and actually did yeah. it at our booth and so people were like how do you know ming chen and i <laughs> i kept making the joke like oh ming chen's my dad and yeah. like people like 
Really? Yeah. I didn't think he was that old. And I was like, I just, I'm actually really young. I look terrible for my age, <laughs> okay. but yeah. So um, I got to stop t- telling people that. People started believing that you and I are related. So Right. And yeah, yeah the loser here is your mom, I think. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, wait, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if you only knew the relationship I had with my mother. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. But uh, yeah, Ross Marquand, definitely a guy I love hanging out with. Absolutely. Uh, we do a lot of these together. So yeah. yeah. We, I mean, we have the same kind of uh, sense of exploration and... Um, attitude we were to, we were to kind of dubai about a year ago and uh yeah we tore up dubai pretty good so yeah so, i bet that would have been something yeah that's that's cr- yeah that's it was crazy. great we didn't get detained we didn't get arrested we didn't get <laughs> like caned or you know what we didn't get punished in any way so we, i guess we were okay maybe we didn't try hard enough the one thing that i love about you is that not only are you taking pictures and meeting your fans in, yeah. in your booth um but you're also interacting with a ton of different artists and exhibitors which i think is super cool is there any exhibitor that you've met here at twin cities con that stands out as one that you really enjoyed uh i just got a commission from um uh, a guy i think it's a ninja force studios or ninja, okay. n- the, the word ninja is in it that, that's yeah that was cool but uh my friend tracy ching is down i think believe in your role one we're over she's amazing uh j- t- definitely check out uh tracy ching that's tracy t-r-a-c-i-e her, her art is like otherworldly awesome and, um, we'll have to stop by her booth before yeah i mean she's done work for marvel and um like official yeah she's been officially commissioned by like real pop culture that's companies. so cool and uh, she, yeah she's got a really cool blade runner posters and big lebowski and uh, she does like dv steelbook art and uh stranger things books and timmy the design novels yeah she's she's pretty amazing so one thing i definitely wanted to ask you about that i completely forgot about until you mentioned artists and, and art so in a, a new or newer teenage mutant ninja turtles comic book one of the ninja turtles is a podcaster yes and the the reference photo that was used yes was of you yeah talk a little bit about yeah, that it's crazy uh teenage mutant ninja turtles issue 142 there's uh i think a page eight or ten uh michelangelo started a podcast and i think he started he's looking He's looking for criminals or something. So he's like, well, the best way I can reach people is to start a podcast. <laughs> a true crime podcast? <laughs> yeah, 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 true crime podcast. So uh, my friend artist Gavin Smith is, is the penciler on that on that oh, run right so now. Cool. And he needed a reference photo of podcast somebody podcasting. And he pulled up a couple of my photos from uh, the ad campaign for the Zoom LA uh, uh, live track mixer. And so that's what he used as reference. That's so He never cool. told me, though, until I saw him at New York Comic Con. And I'm looking through his portfolio, and he has the original art. He's like, "Hey, I I, I, I drew Michelangelo podcasting. Look look a little closer, though." I'm like, "Wait a minute, that this looks really familiar." It's like, "Wait, did you use me as reference?" He's like, "Yeah, like, <laughs> that's awesome, man." So yeah, that's come on. So basically, yeah, I'm a turtle. I'm a podcast. That's turtle. so awesome. Like, there's yeah, officially. I'm a podcasting turtle. And then you mentioned New York Comic Con. Do you want to talk about the great Dookie mystery? Oh, at, yeah, uh, tw- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> New York so Comic Con. It's great. Uh, New York Comic Con was about two weeks ago. And the biggest story that came out of there wasn't an exclusive or a movie announcement or a comic book crossover. Uh, it was that somebody had taken a dump on the show floor of New York Comic Con. <laughs> and, yeah, it was, yeah, apparently it was pretty bad. I wasn't there when it happened. I heard about it later on. I met a guy who was there. He didn't see who did it. But he saw it on the floor. He said <laughs> no. people didn't notice it at first. Be- cosplayers were tracking their cosplays through it. Oh, <laughs> like, dude! And I was like, "Wait, are you sure it wasn't like a, a like a dog or something?" A lot of people bring like guide dogs, right? Yeah. 
and he was like, "Listen, I don't want to sound like a poop connoisseur or anything, <laughs> but that was not of that was not of canine <laughs> origin. That was a, that was of human origin." And I was like, "Wow, that's pretty bad." Yeah. Course, immediately, I go on social media. I blame Mike Zapsik for doing it <laughs> immediately because that's yeah, because he was there. I don't know if he didn't do it. I don't know that for sure. <laughs> But yeah, you know, that yeah, I make the the jokes like, "Wow, you really wanted to meet Chris Evans that bad?" That he, he, you know, he, he crapped himself. So, yeah, I yeah, I've been to what three hundred of these cons. Never seen that headline before. So. Yeah, something well, new I'm, every day. After an incident like that, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked you in Des Moines. Does it ever get old? No, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. They're all different. They're all different. Different people, different friends, different vendors. You know, it, you know, it's it never it never does get old. Especially at Minneapolis, such a great city to hang out in. Yeah, that for sure. Not only does it not get old, you can't wait to get back. I can't wait to be back here, and I'm I'm still here, leaving tomorrow. I can't wait to get back here. So That's awesome. Yeah, same thing with Des Moines. I had so much fun there. We we tore up that city. Was that your first time in Des Moines? Yeah, it was. Awesome. It was. Awesome. I, I I didn't know what to expect. I wasn't even. I wasn't not not looking forward to it, but I. Nothing really stood out about Des Moines that I had on, heard of. On paper, Des Moines doesn't sound that cool. Yeah. And then you get there and you're like, this is actually a nice little city. Yeah, it really feels like everyone in Des Moines is like, let's not tell anybody because... It is a hidden gem for let's sure. Let's keep this a secret be amongst us. <laughs> and yeah, because like, I got there, I was like, wow, this is a great place. Great, just great country. Dive bars, cocktail yeah. bars. I hope you get to come back to Des Moines. Yeah, I hope so I'd love too. to I show really... you some places that are a little off the beaten path. Okay, done. Yeah, yeah, I really do want to come back as well. So we just awesome. put it out in the world. Let's manifest it for Absolutely. sure. Yeah. Any questions before we yeah. wrap up? So uh, a couple things I wanted to bring up was uh, a while back you uh, were at the you were awarded at the Monmouth um, Arts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got an award from the Monmouth Art. Uh, I, I, I was a, an, art, an arts program, arts organization. With arts. They gave me something called the Maverick Award. That's so cool. And yeah, I wanted. I really wanted to bring I, that up and have you talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I. You know, usually Kevin gets the awards. I don't get awards. Yeah. I yeah, I do what I do, but there's there. It's not like yeah, I don't act, so I don't get Oscars or Emmys or I don't I don't sing, so I don't get Grammys. So, you know, to, to getting an award in this stage in life is was very weird, and I mean it's so outlandish that they they emailed me. Like, hey, we're from the Mammoth Arts. We want to select you as, for our Maverick Award this year. It's going to be a gala and a dinner and an award ceremony. Um, you know, congratulations. And I ignored it because I thought it was spam. Oh, it geez. sounded so weird. I was like, all right, this is definitely a scam. Like, you know, I'm going to have to pay for this or something. And they sent four more emails, which I also <laughs> ignored. And it wasn't until later on I, I, I realized it was serious. I was like, oh, crap, I better reply to this. So... <laughs> Um, so I found out yeah, it was a real organization giving me an, a, a legit award. Um, they had other nominees for other categories, and then they wanted, they gave one to Kevin as well for excellence in the arts. So that's cool. quite good to be on the stage with him. Like yeah. that's pretty awesome. That's so, awesome. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there was a gala. Uh, it was up in the air whether he was even going to show up to the gala. You know, they're like, "Is Kevin coming?" Like, I don't know. Didn't you talk to him? <laughs> like, can you talk to him? Like. I can, <laughs> but not really yes. my job. But yeah, I'll, I'll see it. Even uh, the day of, there was kind of up in the air. But uh, I'm up on stage, and sure enough, he walks in the door and he, he comes up and awards, get accepts his award, does a really great speech, took some photos, and then left. That's, and then I was like, he, uh, man, what a, that was awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> cool. But 
I get the award immediately. My idiot friends hear about it. Immediately, <laughs> they crap on me. They, of I course, they can't let me have it. We only they roast the ones we love. It. Yep, they can't let me have it. Though we do the same thing to each other. So, oh yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up, and this is uh, kind of referencing back to our time at Des Moines Com, when I had asked you about the Superman lives and your take on yep. it and all That's that. Right. Yeah. Now that <laughs> some time has passed and the Flash movie is now out, yeah. what are your thoughts on the movie or specifically that uh, well, scene? Superman lives as interesting. So actually, Kevin actually did a, arranged a live script reading at his uh, movie theater, the Smodcastle Cinema, yeah. uh, which was cool. He, he had, uh, it was me, his daughter played Lois Lane, I believe, uh, Harley's boyfriend played clark Clan- clark kent slash Superman. oh that's cool yeah and then uh, i got to be jimmy olsen you know of course yeah and i did some of the, <laughs> a couple of the random female voices so uh so i, I uh, we got to go through the whole script that way which was pretty cool um but he was under so many restrictions and guidelines that and after reading the scripts like all right thank that was a take but thank god it didn't get made that right. was you know uh, it was not a superman movie that would have hit the mainstream i think a lot of people had dumped on it um, but it was worth it to see Nick Cage pop up again. In yeah. Superman referencing that script and that whole storyline. That part is awesome. When we when we went to uh, the theaters to see it, like I heard whispers about it, and I didn't yeah. want it. I didn't want the movie spoiled because right. I knew there was a bunch going on with it. And then when that came out, I geeked out, and I immediately thought, when we talk to Ming next, I gotta bring that up so we can go back to yeah. that and and like discuss that yeah because it was it all just, worth it for that moment it, it felt so weird asking about that and then finding out afterwards that like that's a thing that still came up yeah so and i you know you see that it's like man those magnificent bastards they did it i can't <laughs> believe they did it can't believe they put that in there it's that's great stuff like that is great there needs to be more of that awesome. yeah Ming, sure. what do you have going on is there anything you want to promote while you're here uh you know we do more cons this year uh check out a shared universe uh, a shared universe.com for sure oh i i recently jumped head first whatever feet first into the world of tiktok yes so if you want to give me a tiktok follow it's ming chen m-i-n-g-c-h-e-n 3737 yeah 237s because somebody took the other one which is usually my normal yeah username so 237s so Ming Chen thirty seven thirty seven. Contact TikTok. You might be able to steal it back. Yeah, check it out though. I've really I I felt old for the longest time even watching them and forget making them. I can't. I don't want to lip sync. I don't want to dance. <laughs> but what I do want to do is make fun of my friends on social media, and this is the best way to do it. Absolutely. <laughs> and have it spread to Our a wider audience. So schedules here in Minneapolis did not line up yeah. correctly yeah. to play a game of pool against each other. So oh, if you're man. in Des Moines. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're in. Yeah, oh, yeah you yeah, owe me a game sure. of pool. Done. So, done. Yeah, done. I'm horrible, but yeah, let's go. I, I I saw you on the break, yes. and it was uh, it was horrible. a little rough. But oh, it was bad. Yeah, it was. Bad. I'm not much better, so okay. I think it'll be yeah. Maybe we'll be even. It'll be a matched. very long game. We'll see. Okay, I just, cool. I just want to rematch at Soul Caliber. Oh yeah, I want to oh, see yeah. if you actually have the stuff now. All right, let's do it. You're okay. in. Awesome, Ming. Thank you so much. Appreciate thank it. Thank you guys man. so much.